The Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle podcast, brought to you by the Tea Clinic. Good morning, I'm Dr. Mark. This is the Tea Health Show. And in studio today, uh, we have Sister Elise, our resident expert. We can see what she's coming up with Morning. today. Morning. And um, our producer, Simpiwe. Simpiwe, morning, darling. Morning, Dr. Mark. How are you? I am good, thank you. Okay, so… Can I just say something? Yes. I really try to behave myself, but you you just get it right to get me to say things that maybe can shock people. <laughs> And um, we've just invited um, one of um, another guest into the studio. Morning, Erin. Yay. Morning. <laughs> so Erin um, is already sitting with a smile on his face and blushing. You know, it's so good to see black people blush. <laughs> it's because at this point I know that, oh, it's going left. <laughs> okay. So last week we spoke about Pandora's box and um, getting a clearer understanding of the female reproductive organs. And today we actually looking at Jack and um, how Jack jumps out of his box. So we are going to look at the male reproductive organs. So I'm excited, Dr. Mark. (laughs) <laughs> I, I can see that You know what um, Simpiwe let's see if we can teach you something I actually think this is Both a teaching moment And something as um, Where we just get comfortable mm-hmm. With with What we see Okay so Do you want to venture a guess Of why we have um, Reproductive organs For men As a feminist, I would like to ask a question first. Oh, this is about to get interesting. (laughs) Why do women have or being women's organs being labeled different things and men has just got penises? I want to know that. Well, I actually, I'm, we're going to look at the anatomy, Elise. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think. That will give us an uh, understanding. Remember last week we spoke about um, the woman's reproductive organ is actually called a vulva, not a vagina. Yes. A vagina is just a muscular tube. Um, it's actually a very small part. Well, it's it's not a small part, but it it's uh, there's so much more yes. to a woman's vulva <clears throat> than just the vagina. Okay, so um, I'm going to make this easy. We have reproductive organs, and what we need to understand as men is that our reproductive organs uh, or organ is both external as well as internal. Um, And I think we tend to forget that there's internal parts. And The reason why we have this is to, number one, produce and transport semen, which contains sperm. Mm -hmm. So semen is fluid and sperm is the actual um, little cells that contains the um, genetic material. And we need it to release sperm into the female reproductive 
trapped during sex, in other words, deposited in the vagina so that it can move upwards through the cervix into the uterus. And one of the biggest um, things that I think we tend to forget is that our male reproductive organ is also responsible for producing hormones, especially testosterone. So um, let's take a look at the anatomy. Dr. Mark, before we go, in, before we go there, can I ask, um, and I think at some point this has been answered, right? But it's the whole uh, colloquialized uh, saying pre-cum. Uh, what does pre-cum contain in comparison to when you've actually, uh, I guess... Ejaculate. Came, yeah, ejaculated. So um, pre-cum mm. is fluid that comes from your prostate gland and from your uh, seminic, seminal vesicles. Um, and it's there to... Um, lubricate the tract, basically your urethra, mm. to make the passage of semen, which then contain your sperms, easier. So can one, can somebody get pregnant from precum? If it's, if its function is just to lubricate the passage. Does, so that means precum technically wouldn't contain um, semen. Semen. Yes. Um, I am going to say, and Elise is going to disagree, I don't think you can become pregnant from um, uh, precum for one specific reason. It doesn't contain enough sperm cells. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you can get STDs. And sexually transmitted infections from precum. Elise, do you agree? Partially, I agree. Um, I also do think that it's not a yes and a clear no because it depends on if there is sperm still present after a, a, previous, a previous encounter. Yeah, but that's just called dribbling. It's still, it contains sperm. Wait, it, it's called so dribbling. So pre-cum <clears throat> pre comes before the first ejaculation. And then you don't have pre-cum again. Well, it depends if you... I think this is <laughs> like on round two, three. Yeah. <laughs> Am I talking we, in your... We're still, we still on round one. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of guys, when they start getting aroused, will start leaking seminal... Fluid, yes. which at that point in time does not contain. Okay. Um, so yes, first round no, second round yes. yes. Okay. okay. That's just greedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, I have to be honest. When I have um, patients who come into my office, male patients, um, there's a very distinct difference between. Black and white for one simple reason. The white guys will come into my office and they say that they can't get an erection. The black guys come into my office and say that on round two, it's not as hard as in round one. <laughs> and for them, that's a problem. So Simpiwe, as being a black girl, <laughs> is it expected that there's more than one round? 
I can only speak on me, myself, and I. And definitely, I I want more than one round. I'm looking at you. I I wish. (laughs) Can you see the difference? Actually, now that you've said that, right? Oh, like a a revelation just happened in my head. Um, What? Like, that is true. Like, round one. We, we have this thing, I guess, as, as, like, boys. We have this thing. We say round one is for us. Every other round is for the girl. <gasps> right? Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> no. Like, every, every other round after round one. How is many for her. can they be? It depends on your stamina as an individual. <laughs> <laughs> as an individual. But we've had this thing. We got to a conclusion, like, okay, round one is for the boys. That's for me. To get whatever So this this, and then, this is why You guys like Two minutes Great yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that one is for me We've okay. got the, a term For that I yeah. so, <laughs> Hold on Hold on Hold on Um Completely We are coming back We're coming back I'm gonna bring it back Because okay. you, In the conversation Of saying um, When you said uh, The second round It's not as hard Right I've seen that like the first round. But why, how much time elapsed between round one and round two? See, the problem with that is that that's not determined by us as the guys. <laughs> the of course time, it's determined by you. No, if I'm it, tired, it's not going to stand up anymore. But if the person you're intercoursing with is saying, bro, look, um, uh, check, hey, it's been 20 minutes now. Oh, okay. Easy. So there is a bit of a break. Yes. Yeah. I've, 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 no, one or two guys that don't have to stop. How the hell they do that? I don't know. It just they, becomes they too to. sensitive for me. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I've lost Back to my, the topic. <laughs> completely lost, lost my place. Um, okay. So we were looking at anatomy. Yes. Okay. Um, so if we look at the anatomy, the penis, or the male reproductive organs mm-hmm. has a couple of things. Number one, mm-hmm. the, sh- the penis. Now, the penis consists of what? The head, the shaft, and um, if I'm not mistaken, that's either the it or it comes with the, the balls. No. So you were right. It Let's start in the front. Yeah. It's, um, it consists of the glands which is the head of the penis, and it may or may not be covered by a foreskin. Usually it is, at birth it is, and Mm. then, you know what, um, you have a circumcision. We'll get into that a little bit later. And that is where your urethra, which comes from your bladder, which um, is responsible for you passing urine, as well as... Uh, semen opens up. So that's the glands. It's full of nerve endings. It's quite nice and sensitive. And then we have the shaft, which is the tube-like mm-hmm. structure. Mm. And then the last one is, and I think most of us forget this, is the root. And the root is where the penis attaches to the pelvic area. But Elise, do you agree with me? The root actually sits Internally, it is. It it's, it's an sits, internal part. It attaches on the pubic bone, and yeah. interestingly, you have got two, two separate parts 
that um, lies next to the urethra, and those split as soon as it goes into the body. It makes like a horn almost. Yeah, yeah. and that attaches to the, to the pubic bone, but with ligaments. But what you see on the outside, the length and whatever, you still it's have penis inside. inside. Yeah, it's it's about two thirds outside, one third, but it can also almost half, be half. half half. Yeah. So you know what, um, I, I, Aaron, do yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have an erection again, just feel underneath and behind your scrotum. And you'll feel that it becomes hard there. That's also erectile tissue. That forms part of the root of a penis. Okay. All right. So All right. it's not just what you see on the outside. <coughs> it extends inside or beyond the skin to the pelvic floor. Is that is that why um, some guys would go for surgery to kind of yes. take the... The part that's to inside out. Yeah. So that's the old form of elongation where you mm-hmm. cut those ligaments that Elise or release the ligaments that Elise has spoken of and it brings the penis forward, but it's got a lot of complications because yeah. of instead of having an erection that points upwards when you're young or at least uh, now some your erection is going to point to the floor. Wait, what? <laughs> so it's still hard, but it's Down but south. it's it's oh. yeah because it it the ligaments aren't lifting it. Oh, okay. Okay, so the ligament does this, so now you will have an erect penis more like that, and pointing to the floor. Okay, second part mm-hmm. of the male reproductive organ is the scrotum. Now the scrotum, um, both of you know, girls actually I. From my experience, find it to be in the way. Um, for boys, you know what it contains our testicles, and I have to be honest, Erin, do you agree with me? Our balls and our scrotum is just as important for us. Very much so, um, because it makes us feel manly. You know, big balls, big boy. So, um, so we like we like that. Um, Inside your scrotum, which is literally just a sack of skin, basically, uh, we have our two testicles. And the testicles is um, oval in shape, but egg-like almost. Not egg-like. What's an oval? It's egg-like. Almost egg-like. Okay. Okay. And um, it forms part of a male uh, reproductive tract via a lot of different tubes and the tube that sits. And um, I always talk to my, my patients about having or doing um, testicular examinations. So guys, behind your testicles, so if you're looking at it from the front, behind it, there's a big duct called the epididymis. Okay? Um, mm-hmm. And... Um, it forms it's like part a bean-like structure. Yeah, so it's well a long, yeah, a green long bean. bean, yeah, a long green, green bean. And then we have a ductal system. Now the ductal system is quite interesting. <coughs> we have our epididymis, mm-hmm. as we spoke about. So it's a coil-like structure that sits behind the penis. Um, 
And that connects to um, a network of rope-like structures, almost if I can call it that. It's called the vast deference. And it connects the epididymis to the following part, which mm-hmm. is your seminal, seminal vesicles. And this is where you store sperm. So it takes 12 days for sperm to mature. So sperm is made in the testicle, and then it moves via your epididymis into the vas deferens, and it's stored in your seminal vesicles. Um, and you empty these vesicles during ejaculation into your urethra. And yes. Question. So if it takes 12 days to mature, um, and what, what's the, pers- the process of it, that tank being empty? Is it when you ejaculate? Then that tank is empty and then it's like a whole process that starts over. Or no, it's a continuous process. It's, it's a, think about it. Every 12 days. Yes. <laughs> so like sperm is matured, but you are making sperm continuously. So there's yes. a continuous production of, of sperm. So now. You need to have sex once in 12 days. That's what you're asking. But what I'm trying to also gather is that so if you let's say you empty out the first tank, yes, now nah, empty out the first tank, then you still can produce, you still produce sperm, but are you now producing n- immature sperm? Right? Yes, so round two, three, four is immature sperm. No, <laughs> all depends, mm. it's, a, it's a mixture. Yeah, I, I think if you if you're asking where you will find the highest concentration of sperm, it will be definitely with your first right. ejaculation. Yes. Okay. Um, and then your second one, and you will all, you will see this if mm. you are able to ejaculate more than once, that the um, semen becomes a little bit more watery. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, does that affect? Okay, let me start here. Um, does that now correlate with how your first round tends to be a lot shorter? No. no. I think it's just the excitement. Okay. Now, question number two: uh, With the least, I guess, mature sperm, does that also impact pregnancy risk? Um. Yeah. You can't. Um, wank and shoot on the floor and think that on round two and three, I'm safe. Okay. Yeah. That's what you're asking. Okay. So yeah, no. no. Okay. No, so, just don't do that. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. Should I say this? <laughs> it's you. You're making me bad this morning. So my nephew. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> Pointing to me. My nephew is now, um, in his late teens, mm-hmm. so he's he just turned eighteen, and we oh. went to the matric um, holiday night. I said to him, "You know what? Go and have fun, mm. but just remember one thing." And I said this in Afrikaans: um, "You can speel so hard as what you will, my motor bubbles." So um, you you play as hard as you want, but mess or mess on the chest. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I have a toast that has that goes something along 
those lines. But that's that's not that's a topic for another day. It's just um, yeah. boy, listen. Um, okay, and then we have your prostate gland. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's um, located internally, just under your bladder. It's walnut. Uh, walnut sized mm-hmm. and I, it almost looks a little bit like a walnut as it well. Does. So if you guys don't know what a walnut looks like. And then we have some more glands um, at the root of your penis where it starts bifurcating. So it, it forms those two horns. We have our bulbourethral glands and it also produces fluid mm-hmm. that cleans out your urethra, okay? Um, uh, semen is protein, so we really do not want it in the bladder. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful place for bacteria to grow. So these glands are responsible for cleaning it out. Okay. What now? Function. Okay. Okay, let's first, we're still on anatomy. Mm-hmm. We're still on anatomy. Um what is the average size of a male penis flaccid? Oh, flaccid. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, flaccid, probably, I'd say, I took my wild guess and say two to three inches. That's quite small, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if we take an inch... Yeah. Is 2.2 centimeters. Mm. So three inches would be 6.6, so six and a half centimeters. Yeah. Sims? Hey, we can go with that, I guess. If we Elise, what is the actual statistics? It's 3.7 inches. It's 3.61 inches is the flaccid penis. So length. let me do the math. Three, it's, it's going nine, to be seven centimeters. 9.16. Did you do? No. Yes. 3.6 times 2.2. It gives you 7. Mm-hmm. I, the math is not matching here. Yes. Okay, no, it's 9.0. Okay, maybe you were right. 2.5 is an inch. <laughs> okay, so facts. Yes. According facts. to studies, 9.16 inches. Oh, uh, please, yes. Uh, centimeters. <laughs> Is the flaccid penis length? Hold on, I want to check this. They're <laughs> <laughs> double checking your facts. Yeah, I'm not checking the facts. I'm checking the measurements. Three point six one inches. Okay. Equates to nine point one six centimeters. Okay. And then erect penis length mm-hmm. is five point one seven inches, and thirteen point one two centimeters. That's not bad. They always tell us that it's six inches. It's well, now we know they, they're lying. Yeah. <laughs> you're above average when, you're, when you start hitting six inches going upwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, an inch is 2.54 centimeters. Sorry, Dr. Mark. Okay. I so, know I must, um, mustn't argue with maths with you. <laughs> so nine... Nine centimeters in a flaccid state. Yeah. And erect? Erect 13.12 centimeters. Why? 
That's average, <laughs> hey? That's average. <laughs> um, Elise, actually, you gave um, a very interesting uh, uh, stat uh, the other day <coughs> that the average male penis is getting longer. Oh, yes. that's a fun one. Why? Fat people can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic pause. Dramatic pause. In order to reach, we have to grow. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. So, um, let's talk girth. Girth. Okay. Cool. Girth. Flaccid girth is nine point three one centimeters, or six six point. 3.67 inches. So basic. No. No, can't be Elise. When it looks like of, a Coke can. Are you on girth or length? Girth. No, man. What, kind, what average is this? My, North my Africa? Willy is far longer than So can than you guys are not the average? <laughs> no, no, not according to these stats. And that's on, that's on flaccid? This is a reputable source, guys. Um, You're going to get a lot of guys calling in and saying, <laughs> that pencil willies. Well, it spoke to some Pee-wee's pre- preference. <laughs> okay, so what is the average um, circumference of an erect penis then? An erect penis circumference is 11.66 centimeters. This doesn't make sense to me as well. Yeah, really? Now it's, it's on average. Yeah. Nah, it, I think they made, they made this study somewhere in Central Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask that question. Why is black men better in downfit white men? Hmm. You know, I'm going to say a very problematic statement that popped in my head the first round. <laughs> and then, I don't know, actually. Oh, actually, Elise, you, I know. Um, this is what they say. On um, previous studies that were done, the average American erect penis length is 15.2 centimeters. Sorry, boys. Afrikaans boys are, well, far better in doubt than the Americans. And... Um, the circumference is 12.7 centimeters. So, you know what? Actually, I have never done that. Okay, so your, your question. I've, I've done the length, but never the girth. On the length, do you measure on top or at the bottom? Where it seems longer. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody asked that question. I remember they were like, um, I saw a TikTok actually. Um, and they were talking about like lengthwise. And they're like, always measure from the bottom. Just for your ego's sake. Always measure uh, from the exactly. bottom. <laughs> yeah. ego's sake. Actually, you know what, guys? Um, I, I think, um, and this is something that girls don't understand, often don't understand. Um, our ego when it comes to being a man mm-hmm. really does lie um, in your appendages. Uh, whether they are big enough and whether they are functional. Yes. Um, and when we look at sexual dysfunction mm-hmm. in men, it's 90% uh, 
It's an avoidance. Why? Because it makes us feel embarrassed and anxious if we can't keep or maintain an erection. Uh, Elise, do you agree? Yes, I do. But I want to go back to your question, what determines um, length and girth of the penis? It starts with pregnancy already. So if um, the mother of the baby hasn't been living healthy, avoiding chemicals, avoiding all of that, and her HCG levels wasn't good enough, then the penis doesn't develop enough. Thanks, mum. <laughs> now we know. So it all goes back to pregnancy. So it's got nothing to do with your dad. It does a little bit with Thanks, genetics, dad. but as well as mother must be healthy in pregnancy. Okay. Otherwise, it doesn't develop fully like it should. And interestingly enough, if you um, you achieve the your penis length. At the age of 20. So nothing that you do after that. So it's done. It's done. Oh, and it's done. Okay, but not interventions from... No, I disagree with you on that one. You know what? As a gay guy, um, it's something that we look at every single day on ourselves. And I can tell you that if you have a healthy lifestyle, and I'm talking about a healthy lifestyle because... Often we have guys coming into the practice complaining that their penises are getting shorter. But if your hormone levels, your lifestyle is optimal, um, it doesn't, it doesn't But shrink. also, if you don't use it, you lose it again. The I was same about to story. Quote you. Yes. Can we tell married women this thing? No. <laughs> uh, you, you're more than welcome to tell married women that thing. But my God, you have two good hands. So use them. So, gotcha. I will take issue yeah. with you if you expect to have a healthy sex life um, only if your partner is, is providing sex. Guys, um, when we were teenagers, the only thing that we wanted to be um, or have done to us is being left a room alone in a room where we um, – can do what we want. Um, that's why it's so much easier to bring up boys than girls. From the age of 13, they just let them be alone because they're busy. <laughs> so, um, okay, <laughs> let's take a look at the function of your scrotum. So the scrotum, again, mm. is… Um, can a, we just go back to the prostate? We haven't touched on the <clears throat> function of the prostate. We're getting there. Okay. Okay, I'm still with the scrotum. Okay. So we we start oh, externally. Outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Sampia, what do you think is the biggest role of a scrotum? Sure. I'm not too sure, hey. Again, you've just find it cumbersome. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it, um, Sampia, we had spoke about tea bagging. Don't be exposing people out like that <laughs> Okay So Erin Can we recap on that No, 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 we don't <laughs> Go back What, to what is the purpose of the, the scrotum? <laughs> so what do you think is the main role of the scrotum? Is it not like a temperature control? Yes, absolutely uh, system. Absolutely So well your done, scrotum everyone. contains a muscle A very, very thin muscle It's called the cremasteric muscle mm-hmm. And it um, sperm n- 
forms, healthy sperm forms at a temperature lower than your internal body temperature. So um, it regulates the temperature inside your testicles to produce healthy sperm. So um, they always say if you uh, want to be very fertile, you do not wear boxer briefs. Uh, and you don't wear tighty whities you wear boxer briefs. Why? Because it allows the scrotum to regulate the temperature. Mm. Okay. Is that also why they are like different sizes? I don't think that's got anything to do with temperature control. Um, I just know that it's fabulous lying outside in the sun because everything looks full and hangs low. Um, and um, when you jump into a cold pool afterwards, it's, oh, my God, what just happened? Um, yes. And that's because the cremasteric muscle will control the temperature. Mm. Okay. And then we look at the testicles themselves. So main functions, number one, it produces sperm and it's responsible for making sex hormones, specifically testosterone. It's not the only place where we make testosterone, but that's one of its biggest functions. And then the duct system, you know what, this is about transporting sperm from the testicles through the epididymis, through the vas deferens, into the seminal vesicles, into the urethra. And that brings us to Elisa's favorite, the prostate. <laughs> okay, so why do we have a prostate? Actually, we have a prostate to produce <coughs> fluid in order to make semen. Um, the fluid that you produce in your prostate allows sperm to move more efficiently. Otherwise, it's too viscous. And then the sperm is battling to move. Okay. Um, Elise, um, one of the biggest things that we wanted to get across to in today's um, talk was about conditions of the reproductive organs. So let's test these guys. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. So – Problems with the penis, what do you guys think are the most common ones or that you've encountered in your problems with the penis? Mm. Uh, well, I've heard that it has a mind of its own. So, <laughs> <laughs> Is that a problem? I, like one. I mean, it depends on the situation. So, so <laughs> beware. Mm-hmm. Um, guys have two different types of erections. Did you know that? No. I feel like okay. I didn't know so, that. So um, I always ask the following to my patients, morning erections. How often do you get a morning erection? So if if you have a partner that spends the night, you will usually experience that they have nighttime and morning erections involuntarily. Okay. Okay. Now, there's another one. Erin, you will remember this one from math. Um, it's spontaneous erections. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where there's no sexual stimulus. And it's quite embarrassing, especially if you're a high school student, uh, because um, you will tough times. You will worries. be sitting and <laughs> focusing on algebra, and suddenly um, now you have to put yes. now you have to put your bag on your <laughs> on you. Okay, so um, 
Let's take a look at the anatomy mm-hmm. and then we discuss some of the problems. Mm-hmm. So if I say to you there's a condition called balanitis, what, what do you think that, that is? Uh, I don't know. First thing that came to mind was like almost erect- erectile dysfunction related. Mm-mm. Think of the anatomy. Where are we if I say balanitis? I just hear balanitis and I think ballerina. So balls. Do you think balls? I was. That was my thought. I didn't balanitis mean. balls. Yeah. Okay. 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 It's actually on the other side. It's an infection or inflammation of the glands of the penis. Sure. And um, it can become red, irritated, burning. It can have ulcerations on it, etc., etc. So the glands of the penis becomes swollen and infected and inflamed. That's called balanitis. And guys, if you ever have this, um, you really need to see a, 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 a medical practitioner because this can lead to scarring, etc., etc. And it's usually associated with some kind of sexually transmitted disease. If we go and uh, we go back to balls, mm-hmm. here we have different stuff. At least um, we've encountered one uh, previously, and that's one of the reasons why we always do testicle examinations on the guys. Um, and that is a hydrocele, which is a fluid collection, hydro water, mm. water collection in um, your scrotum. It looks fabulous. It is agony. It really is painful. Um, <clears throat> other conditions of the testicles that we often see is um, a varicocele. Varicocele. So think about a varicose, um, those big, horrible veins that you see on legs. Mm-hmm. So that's a varicose vein. Mm. So a varicocele, because there's blood vessels in there, you basically have this dilated um, blood vessel that gives blood to the testicle in the scrotum. It can actually come, well, it comes all the way from the penis into the scrotum. And if that starts clotting, mm-hmm. you, you cut off blood supply to the testicle on that one side, it's a medical emergency. So that's, that's very sore. Now, we can also have infections of the testicles. And here we're thinking of epididymitis. Mm. If you've ever had that, believe me, you will remember it with very, very few fond memories other than, oh, my God, I wish it always looked this big and full. Okay, it's very painful. It takes time to... Um, treat with serious antibiotics, and then we can get an orchitis, which is actually infection of the testicle itself. And torsion of the testis. That's a very bad one. Yeah. So um, think about um, a, a weight that hangs from a rope. Hmm. If I create enough movement in that, eventually it starts turning. Okay, yeah. like um, literally it rotates on itself. Yeah. 
So if you think about taking a, a, a string with a ball at the end and you start twisting the ball, what happens to the string? That's twisting. It twists. Yeah. Okay. So now you start yeah. twisting all these ducts as well as the blood vessels. Oof. And again, medical emergency. <laughs> you will lose that testicle if it's not acted on very quickly. I think one of the ones that we haven't touched on maybe is an undescended testicle. Yes. yes. Um, and it's one of the first things that we examine um, when a baby is born. Uh, a male boy is born is uh, you do an um, examination of the external genitalia because if you don't pick up that undescended testicle, it can lead to um, serious conditions. The, the most serious and I think the most prevalent one that you find with an undescended testicle is that you often see testicular carcinoma. It's one of the major causes of testicular carcinoma. And then, obviously, infertility. Um, that testicle it doesn't, doesn't develop. develop. Yeah. So it can lead to, to infertility. Um, I think ones that most guys will be familiar with is um, a curvature. Oh, yeah. In the penis. Mm -hmm. Is that normal? Normal. Normal. There's, there's normal curvatures. Elise, actually, do you want to touch on them? Quickly? Yeah. The, so this is basically the shape of the penis. It's mm -hmm. like the vulva. Nobody's vulva looks the same. Mm -hmm. So with males, it's the same. You get an upward curve. You get a downward curve. You get a C-shaped curve. Um, these different shapes and sizes for mm -hmm. penises. But when it becomes cumbersome... Um, for instance, we call it Pyronis disease. And yeah, so now this becomes a, a, a more uh, serious medical yeah. condition. And that is usually after a penis fracture. Well, that they I was develop. going to get to that because mm. Aaron suddenly looks very concerned. Yes, it can fracture and you don't want to see it. Yeah, it's it messy. can break. The fact that it can break. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that now. So let's yeah. just quickly stop at Pyronis disease. So mm -hmm. Pyronis disease, um, and we see it in the practice quite often, is when there's scar tissue that forms on one side of the penis. Remember, the penis is sponge tissue. Mm -hmm. So um, think about taking a sponge, okay, or something that you fold, and you put a clip on the one side. So something that's curved, and I put a clip on one side. And now I try and straighten it. The side that doesn't have a clip on will become straight, okay? But the side with that connective tissue, scar tissue, will pull it. And it can create incredible, um, severe, quite severe curvatures in the penis, which are very, very uncomfortable and even severely painful, for guys when they have an erection. Um, you compromise blood flow with that. Again, the sponge tissue, and we haven't touched on that. Maybe we'll touch on that just now. Um, that sponge tissue can't fill properly. 
the one side fills and it wants to pull it straight and the other one is bound. Mm. So it's, it's quite painful. And this usually happens after some kind of trauma <laughs> to the penis, yeah. um, which can be <coughs> quite, quite uncomfortable. I just Before want to we, go further with this shapes and sizes. And oh. the, the other one is you get straight penises, for instance. I have one. <laughs> then you have a large head and a small base and a sm- large base and a smaller head. You know? Which one do you prefer? I know which one I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone, please. No, no. I, I've seen guys that look like a little cone. Um, and <laughs> that does not look attractive. No, I agree with you. And then you see one that looks like an upside down cone, and that's also not attractive because it gets stuck. So, but why would you go into that? It's not about that. <laughs> but you spoke about no. But it doesn't shape. matter how it looks as long as it functions and does what about it should do. Hey. Dr. Mark, I'm with you. No, no, no. Dr. Mark, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Okay, so are you going to put them in a lineup and say, let me see your penis? I like this one. Yes. No, that one. <laughs> when, when, it's there, when it's there in front of you, are you going to be like, Naswe? But there is that disappointment when you see it. You're like, oh. Don't look. <laughs> Close your eyes. I, you know what? Come on. I, you eat with your eyes. So Thank you. I'm not going to eat if my eyes don't like what I'm seeing. So, boys, manscape, huh? Um, okay. Then we come to the foreskin. Mm-hmm. And this can create serious problems. So um, we call it a phimosis. Fun fact. There's more men not circumcised in the world than circumcised. Really? Mm -hmm. I thought in African cultures most men are circumcised. And I know that most of American boys are circumcised. Yeah. Mm. For us, it's either you, you, it happens early at birth or you, depending on your culture, you hit the mountains. Yeah. And you get circumcised there, but now that nowadays they've even kind of customized the circumcision in terms of you go to the mountain but still get circumcised in ho- uh, circumcised in hospital. Yeah, because which I think is yeah, the best way. Because Isn't the, those initiation yes, 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 yes. centers where guys really um, you, get serious infections, and I think there was a couple that yeah. actually died. Mm. Yeah, a, a lot. It's it's very rare to. Go to those and there's no. So what tragedy. do they do? Do they use a knife? Do they use? I know what the, the no Jewish idea. religion has mm. this. Uh, they call it a bris, and they have this little. It almost looks like, in my mind, it must looks like a little cigar cutter. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, it does. So we, as as medical practitioners, um, we have two different ways of doing circumcisions. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, if you don't get them right, um, <clears throat> it it can lead to a lot of problems. And one of them is a phimosis. So a phimosis is a tight foreskin mm-hmm. that you cannot pull back. Question: um, Is it true that? There's a, another function for foreskin is to, let's say if you have a burn or a fracture somewhere in your body, they tend to use foreskin as a, yes. a healing 
Yes. Yes, they're stem yes. cells. Aha. Uh-huh. Stem um, cells in the skin skin. is a, a beautiful way to do a skin graft if you have one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, That's so, where yeah. your most concentrated stem cells are, is in the foreskin. Oh. So, yeah. Um, they also use tilapia skin, but not the foreskin. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, um, in young boys where you can't pull the foreskin back over the glands, over the head of a penis, mm. it's if the foreskin is long enough, um, it doesn't really create a problem. Okay? Mm. The bigger problem, and this again constitutes a medical emergency, is where you able to pull the foreskin back but now it gets stuck behind the head of a penis, and that's called a paraphimosis. And again, it will create swelling in the head of a penis because it's constricting blood flow and mm-hmm. lymph drainage, and it leads to swelling. And eventually, you know what, if that's not treated, it will lead to um, death of the tissue, so you can develop gangrene. It's a medical emergency, and it's one of the things that we look for in young boys. <clears throat> so if you have a tight foreskin that is uncomfortable, often they start tearing um, with intercourse, and that leads to infections, not only mm. of the foreskin, but then the head of the foreskin, or the head of the penis, the balanitis. Um I think those are the biggest major conditions. We're not going to get into erectile dysfunction today. I think um, we have discussed it at length before, mm-hmm. and it's something that we will discuss again because erectile dysfunction is quite complex, not only in the causes but also in um, the treatment thereof. But um, Elise, let's talk about penile fractures because, guys, this is something that can happen. Mm-hmm. And um, if you ever heard of someone where this this has happened, believe me, it's not a pleasant experience. And then we need to talk about priapism. Yes. Okay. So penile fractures, do you want to start us off? Well, that is where um, the erection is really hard. And then uh, during intercourse, you are a bit frisky and using. Not frisky, it's rough. Yeah. Or you get your angle wrong. Or you get your angle wrong, <coughs> and then the penis will literally break. So it's it a will. break Wait, so, in so that sponge you, tissue. Yeah, sponge have, tissue, because it's filled with blood and it's really um, hard. So it's an almost like a snap. Like yes. what happens yeah. in that yes. moment? It's just like snaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's blood. Everywhere. I, I know there's a specific position that they warn guys about. They say this specific position is the one that has created the most, um, I guess, breaks. Tell, tell us. So is this is where the guy is lying and the partner is on top of him. Yeah, in rever- a reverse yeah, position. Yeah, reverse cowgirl. Yes, that's the, that's the position. Is uh, this okay. true? Yeah. <laughs> they've said... They've said <laughs> I'm I'm surprised. I oh, didn't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know this. Okay, that's they, something they to research. Have furniture, but <laughs> creating nice, you know, it, um, 
Is that as now you, you, Aaron, you guys, because it's not me. Well, you guys will get you have there. The as we get older, <laughs> yes. our joints and stuff are not as flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, certain positions becomes a little bit more challenging. And this is where things like a six swing or a bench um, becomes, um, you know what, beautiful, beautiful tools, yeah. especially for older people. Um, I think on, on um, Showmax, there was this um, show about six this woman. No, about oh. this woman that designed sex rooms oh. for couples. And I think it, people have a misconception about a sex room. It's not a dungeon. It's not a, it doesn't have to be on the kinky side. It can just be, um, a, 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 a bench again, a, a, a swing, a sling, which allows you mm. to be in a comfortable position. To have a good sexual experience, um, I, I know for us, our bed, for instance, is too low and it's got uh, a box and it hits your ankles the whole time. And so um, it's it's wonderful. Think about these things. We have beautiful mm. things like a sex wedge. I don't know if you've ever heard about the sex wedge. No, sir. So it's literally it looks like a piece of cheese. Okay, it's this hard sponge. That you um, put under someone's pelvic area to lift the pelvis, just to make it more comfortable for um, comfortable penetration. I thought um, people just used pillows for that. Pillows are well. I don't know what pillows you have, but, um, <laughs> but you can use a pillow if that works for you. You can use the kitchen counter or a table if it's the correct height. Um, <clears throat> So, priapism. Have you guys ever heard of a term priapism? Mm-mm. I've actually heard of it. I just have no idea what it is. You do not want to experience it. Mm. I can tell you that. So, priapism is when the, um, you are erect and your erection lasts for more than a, a couple of hours because blood is trapped in the penis. So, now you have this Erect penis. Some people, I'm going to ask you a simple question. If I tie off your finger, tie it off, mm-hmm. okay, Put in or your hand, around it. Um, what's going to happen with it? Isn't there numbness? That uh, numbness first, that, and then. Um, and I guess if you tie it, if you let it go, like some sort of pain is going to come around. Like so, if you leave it tied, mm-hmm. because of a lack of oxygen. The tissue is starting to die off. So it becomes blue. Mm. And it the, becomes the incredible. As the tissue the starts dying off, it becomes painful. Why? Cell death is actually painful. Quick question then. Because I've seen this in like movies or whatnot. When uh, a man takes Viagra and then it's like a really prolonged erection, can that also still happen in that That's case? priapism. Yes. Okay. So um, the blood vessels are dilated. And um, they not the sponge tissue doesn't empty, and now you have trapped blood there that becomes depleted in oxygen. So now you start having um, pain, further swelling, and this often happens with guys that wear uh, cock rings, um, and they can't get the thing off. 
Um, and this again, well, it's a medical that. emergency. <laughs> um, we also see it not only with Viagra, mm-hmm. but some of your injectable erectile, um, medication. Now, um, things that you guys won't know about, um, is something like Alprostadil Coverject, uh, is the, uh, prescription name for it, Alprostadil mm. or Papaverine. Mm-hmm. And if you inject that into the penis, it creates blood flow. So it's a beautiful tool for guys to use who have impotence. Um, but if, if you then constrict it, it can lead to, um, priapism. And again, this is a medical emergency. Uh, Elise, um, in your days in theater, in urology, you must have seen a couple Quite of them. Quite a few. And, and um, it's a horrible, horrible treatment. Absolutely. Um, the only way to treat this actually is to make an incision in the penis, in the spongy tissue, and drain that blood out of it. And then you destroy the sponge tissue. The sponge tissue. And these guys will never have a proper, proper erection. erection again. Well, there's another way in which they treat that. Have you ever seen those very, very big pink needles that they used to inject uh, game and cows and sheep yes, with. Yes, yes, yes. You take that needle and you push that needle into the penis with a very big syringe and you start pulling. Um, so it really isn't a good one. Okie dokie. Um, so that's just a little bit about Jack and his, um, jumping out of the box. Mm-hmm. This unfortunately, Brings us to the end of the show. Guys, did you um, learn a couple of new things? Some peewee, you know what to look out for when you see a balanitis, um, yes. inflammation and swelling. Um, guys, it's important that we mm-hmm. know what is normal. Mm-hmm. So I cannot ask you enough to, like women who do mammograms and pap smears, you need to take a look at your testicles. It's freely available for you. All you need is your own hands and a nice long soapy shower. <laughs> so, um, and as Simpiwe said, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Oh, so. I like now you're quoting me as if <laughs> that's my original line. <laughs> okay. Next week we will be back and that show will be sponsored by our uh, friends, um, Sulal. And we're actually going to look at the Sulal skincare range, which has been on the market um, for a long time. It's freely available at um, retail pharmacies and certain of your uh, chain stores. And um, I will be discussing the use and the properties of this wonderful, wonderful product next on, on week, next week's show. Erin, um, thank you for joining us. I know that we put you on the spot. Sister Elise, always um, a, a great conversation when we come to uh, sex and sexual orientations and positions. Um, I still want to know how Sims get choked. I want to see that position. Whether it's from the front or from the back. But, um, yeah, next week we'll be back. Until then, uh, we wish you good health. Goodbye. Thank you. That was the Tea Health Show, empowering you with knowledge. Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. The Tea Health Show is brought to you by Tea Clinic.